for you doing well, love it. Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky ties down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Ariel. This you must always have at Thanksgiving. Like it has to be on the table. Somebody has to make it, and it better be good. I always need to have macaroni and cheese. Okay. I need to have macaroni and cheese, and it needs to be baked, girl. Like I told you, <laughs> I'm not gonna say no names. I don't know who listens to the podcast, but somebody in my family fumbled the ball this year when it came to macaroni and cheese. It was not baked. It was more of a gazpacho, a soup. She was giving a bisque. <laughs> And she was giving very yeah, chicken broth. She was giving me very much chicken broth, girl, very much watery. And I was not looking for it. So mm. I need my macaroni and cheese like baked, like with like the little brown crust on top. Like, it has to have cheese, cheese, cheese. So I love macaroni and cheese. I will be constipated for the next 48 hours after eating it <laughs> and, and not care. And not care. Our diets go out Literally, the window for the holiday. It will be worth it. Like, yeah. I obviously have macaroni and cheese. What do you need to have? I got to have mac and cheese. I got to have okay. mac and cheese Period. and I got to have. Yeah, you know, like that's a big girl thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese. You know, extra probably like, yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so what is up, everyone? It is your boy Lord Devery, and welcome back to that Black Boy Joy podcast or that Black Boy Joy. As some of you all may know, I am home for the holidays, so I said, "Why not shoot back home?" I need it. Thanksgiving is the holidays, and today I have a guest, as you all have heard on this beginning part of the show, um, popping up to the podcast. I'm breaking his podcast virginity. It is my OG gay best friend. It is my boy, Tone Classic, a.k.a. Anthony. Yes, thank you so much. First of all, we've known each other, I think, for eight years. You were... Oh, my God. Yes, you were... I was going into eight years. I think... What, you were like, about to be a freshman in college. I was about to be a freshman in college. You were about to be a sophomore, sophomore high, high school. school. Yeah. yeah, and I think we found you on Vine. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I found me on my. They we found me on my. And, and I out. was like, "Where's this girl? Where, Where is she? Girl? Where is we she? need her." And ever since then, we have like grown drastically Where? together, um, and we've just known each other for so long. Like, and we're, we're like old. old cr- the fact that I've seen you from like literally growing from when up, I was and like, me too. No, that's so true. But, like, I was so like, true. I know this girl. Like she's that's now crazy. out of college. Literally, literally. Was, oh! I remember I was starting college. That's wild. But how are you? Like, what is going on, and uh, what, what does Black Boy Joy mean to you? That's why we ask everybody that on our show. Absolutely. So, first off, I'm doing well. Um, home for the holidays too, and eating all that I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, in terms of Black Boy Joy, I think for me it means to literally just be yourself. Yes. Like lately, I've been on this whole train of being yourself, and I always follow that message up with the idea of knowing and understanding that it's not just that easy as mm. it is to say. For yeah. me to just tell people to be be yourself, it's not as easy to just do it. Like, I get it, especially for us. Yes. Because of men. like, you know, yes. but um, black, black boy joy means being yourself despite the hardships and despite the circumstances because regardless of who doesn't appreciate it, there's somebody that will. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to do it and go through the rough passion, go through the hateful comments and go through the weeding people out to get to your tribe and to get to the people who are going to be able to experience it, which I think you have living mm-hmm. in D.C., you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you were still back here in our hometown, I don't know that, I don't even know that this podcast would exist. No. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah. because you, you you put yourself out there anyway and you found people who could appreciate it, it happened. Yeah. So that's what that means to me. 
Thank you. I mean, also, you're in Indiana. So, like, don't forget, like, you literally Dude. left, too. Exactly. And, like, we, we don't forget where we came from. Never. We just we just always wanted to experience more. And I think us leaving and then also still coming back for the holidays has, like, drastically, like, helped us always remember where we're from. Like, Absolutely. It's been shit cool. So, we're both from Dayton. But, like, there's mm-hmm. just so much shit that goes on. That was here, so like, the, 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 tornado, the, the, the shooting. shooting, the uh, murder. I mean, sorry, the tornado. Like, and we still come here and we're, like, we, we love our city. Exactly. But we do, like, what experience. Yeah. So that's good. Um, so, what is one thing that has brought you joy this week? We always have to ask that so that we have this show of always remind, remaining positive and things of that nature. For sure. One thing that has brought me joy this week is um, when I read through comments from my YouTube channel. Mm. So my YouTube channel is not huge. Are we getting into that? Yes, come on. It's actually you know huge. Calm down. But <laughs> when I get, um, every now and then somebody will comment something along the lines of, you deserve much more viewers or you deserve mm. more credit. Keep going. It's like they'll, they'll find my page and they'll think to themselves, oh my gosh, more people should be watching this. And not only will they think that, but they go out of their way to actually tell me underneath one of my videos. And Mm -hmm. I got a notification of the day of somebody who said that they were like, people just need to find you, like keep posting. And you know, as well as I do as a creative, like you had those moves where you're just like, girl, what am I doing? Who cares? I I literally had a YouTube channel too. So that's the thing. Like I, first of all, shout out to you for actually still like shooting. Thank you. Like I actually like gave up and I'm not, I didn't give up or put it on on hiatus, but like you keep going. Like that's dope. Like, like you're I'm at two thousand. I'm at two point one one. Come on, two point one one. Two thousand one hundred ten. Okay, that's good. I mean, I think what brought me joy this week is actually taking a break. Finally, I took a very long break from um from from DC. Came home, been here since Saturday. We'll leave Saturday, so tomorrow. Y'all know what time I'm shooting. Yeah. But like just being here with a family and like just simply focusing like a lot of my time on that yeah. is really dope. Usually, I'm never here for that long i'm always like moving and grooving and seeing like a lot of people but i think today or this time i actually got to like enjoy family and things of that nature yeah um so i think that's what brought me joy this week so first of all since going into the conversation of like me and you knowing each other so for like so long how has it been hard for you to find like genuine gay male friends um who don't want to simply date exactly (laughs) don't want to date or don't want to hate Oh, don't want to date and don't want to hate. Period. Okay. Um, so it has been hard. I am right now, as I briefly mentioned earlier, yeah. um, going through a reorganization process mm-hmm. with my team, with my right. staff. Come on, um, boys and girls. Because I have decided that some some Sending of people, pink slips. Exactly. Some of are not conducive to who I'm trying to be, but mm-hmm. it has been difficult. In university and college, it was hard because I feel like in our community, there's so much. I don't know why, but there's so much unspoken competition. I don't even know how there can be competition because yeah. why? How are we competing? Just it, to exist? Is yeah. that where is that it what is. the competition is? Yep. And so in college, I had a very interesting dynamic of gay friends. I didn't have very many gay friends in college at my university at all because of that very reason, and also because I feel like at our age, like 25 mm-hmm. and under, that age from like 18 to 25, you have men who are queer. They know yeah. they're queer, but because of how they want to present and show up in the world, they don't want to be around other queer men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They want friends. to they want to be straight passing and they yeah. want to assimilate in some kind of way, which makes them draw back from joining and you know communing with mm-hmm. other men who are also queer. Whether yeah. this person is more feminine or not, we're all on the same end of the rainbow. Yeah, I've had so many people I've interacted with that have like literally not that they don't they vocally admit that they do not have like a group of gay friends or See? like just one gay friend. As if that's something to be proud of. Like, and, oh, I don't mess with gay. like I don't I don't have. And I'm friends. like, you're you say you don't mess with yourself. That's are what I'm you, saying. Like. Ooh, that was, ooh, child, that light must have blew. Yeah, ooh, child. 
That means tea is being spilled, bro. Tea is being spilled. Oh my god, I'm scared. We thought we seen flash photography. I'm about to be. Anyways, okay, okay. That was a light that just. All right, sorry, but no. But we just ready. Okay, but no, I just was like, when I hear that, I'm just like, are you like, are you proud? Are you proud? And did I you always, get the job? Right. Did you get the job? <laughs> did you get the car? Did you, feel good? Like, did you, okay. did you get that girl? Like, I don't, I don't understand yeah. it. And, you know, a lot of the friends that I think that I've made are people who have honestly, that have met, friends that I've made that have stuck around that are queer are people who have sought me out in the way that you did. Mm-hmm. You saw me, you were like, oh my God, this is a boy who shares some qualities that I do. Mm-hmm. This is a boy who is ambitious like I am. And this is a boy who, at the end of the day, lives in a community that does not have very queer very many queer black men, just like mm-hmm. you do. And you're like, let's link up. Yeah. My two good friends right now, Johnny and Jericho, I'm going to shout them out because they're probably listening. Shout out to y'all also, uh, well, I'll say my name. An- Anthony told me that you all watch the show. Yes. Like, shout, listen they to the show. the show. Shout out to that. Okay. Like, every time I hear new people that I'm not expecting to listen to it, I just be like, yeah. It's lit. Like, it's important. Yeah. And, um, you know, I met them in a setting of being at a club. Mm-hmm. I went to a gay club by myself. Mm, girl. And that's, that's some baby stuff. Okay. Right there. I went to the club that. by myself. And it was exactly what you think it was. It was not popping. I was standing in the corner with my drink, like hiding. Yeah. And I saw them mm-hmm. across the room. And I feel like more men should do this when it comes to like queer spaces mm-hmm. and just seeking out friendship um, and trying to build relationships. And I didn't go up, I didn't message them on Instagram. I didn't hit them up in the DM. I saw them across the room in the club. I thought to myself, mm. these are two young, attractive, black gay men who are educated and striving towards a similar, similar goal that right. I am. And I walked right up to them. And I said, hi. I said, how are you guys doing? I said, I know you guys, you know, I attended my university. I was like, right. I see you guys all the time. Like, I feel like I should just introduce myself uh-huh. because why not? That was the beginning of an amazing friendship. That's just that's, in the same way you lucky. did to me. Because it does not, lucky. you're right, because it does not always go that nope. way. And <laughs> it's not. because of the egos mm-hmm. and the stuff like that. But luckily for them, it, and luckily, you know, for you yeah. and I, there was none of that. There was no shade. There was none of that. And now, you know, they're two of my very best friends, but it has been very difficult. And I'm in a space right now where I can honestly say that I feel like I have a very great group of gay friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily in search of more because mm-hmm. I feel I feel comfortable yeah. with the friends that I have right now. Yeah, that's and good. So I feel like it's one of those things where like don't fix it if it's not broke. You that know is true. Saying? Don't don't try to create what is it? Don't try to um fuck it. What is that thing when they say um don't try to reinvent the wheel? Boom. Yeah, don't try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, I, I'm in the same way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I am trying to recognize what I have in that space. So this week we are going to be diving into the topic of finding our own aesthetic and making what makes us unique and things of that nature because you know you have all this content that you have out right now and they're also going to talk about like our friendship and just like how all of this like coexists. So it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a lot and maybe a long one but we're going to have this shit together. But of course we have to do our Black Boy Joy Spotlight of the week and this week um, we are going to be shouting out this young man by the name of Joville. Royston, Royston, is it Roy? Is it Royston or Roy? Royston. Royston. So he is, um, I want to say Instagram influencer, specifically mm-hmm. in the space of uh, men's fashion. So on Instagram, he does these things where he makes these lookbooks of like essential outfits that you can wear to like a red carpet event. Wow. He does these things where you can like mix and match for like the holidays. So like he has a video on like holiday parties and things of that nature. And then he's also, um, has a website where he gives you like the breakdown of his outfits and things of that nature. Right. And I think this is like an interesting spotlight because you do something similar with your blog mm-hmm. and also with um, your page as well. Not the like specific like lookbook like yeah. thing, but you do have like spaces where you like show what you're wearing and things Absolutely. of that nature. I just love seeing um, men 
in this space where they're being able to be like themselves and like what their niche is. Like, I don't see Definitely. that many people out here like making these lookbooks on Instagram, exactly. on YouTube. Either. Yes. It's very unique. It's, it's very unique. And it's also like his brand is all about this. So like, he's always at like fashion shows for men. He's uh, always like, you know, just all about that. And like his content, like you see that he's invested into exactly. it. Cause like every little thing that he does very is very cohesive. So shout out to you, Joe Boyer Royston. You can follow him on Instagram at Joe Boyer Royston. I am pronouncing it. Better. I'm doing good with he, it. He and yes, and you can uh, follow him on his YouTube because he has a YouTube channel and on his website, uh, Joyville Royston. And we are going to go into our hot topics of the week. Girl, it is so much going on. We are getting comfortable. Everything is happening. First of all, you're also, my mom and dad just. <laughs> what? So my mom and dad literally just like, my mom walked in while we were shooting. So we had to like, you know, edit it. And then my dad was coming down and all that stuff like that. And they was just like, I'm probably going to add that little like blooper to the end of this episode. But like they came in when my mama did and they just like, I don't know, like being home. Literally, yeah. It's like, I was able to be me still Mm -hmm. in that space. I just want to love that. And Anthony was able to see that too, but it was like kind of like nerve wracking in the beginning. Literally, no, yeah. But no, my parent, my mom and dad came into so my mom. You probably gonna hear my mom a little bit in the beginning of this episode, but or in the but whatever. So we're gonna go into the hot topics of this week, and we're gonna start off with Victoria's Secret fashion show has been canceled, girl. The girls have got this bitch out of here. They said off with Victoria's Secret's heads. Literally, we're gonna bring in Savage Fenty. Fenty is coming in. Rihanna said, "Girl, we're gonna have that space where you're all like, how are you feeling about all of this? You know, how are you feeling about?" The fashion show. Okay, here's my here's my thing. Let's get into it. As a young gay boy, yes, I used to absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what I'm about to say. Young gay Gay boy. boy. It's Maya. Yes, it's Maya. I used to absolutely gag over the secret fashion show. It was absolutely everything to me. The queen inside of me was literally spawning girl like <laughs> i was voguing and death dropping in front of the table. i'm sorry dipping yeah girl, we can call it death don't, don't the call girls, it right, dr- i'm sorry yeah i was Todd like yeah i was getting my life and yeah. when every every year i was set out to watch it so you know i loved the 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 theatrical aspect of it i loved the glitz and glamour i loved the live performances i loved the whole hollywood glamour mm-hmm. that went into it yeah and i understood as a young boy that i no matter how much I loved the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show and how much I thought it was so amazing and admired it, I will never be able you to would walk that runway. never be on that runway. And at times, I used to think, wow, it'd be nice if they had another another fashion show like this yeah. where I could be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was maybe more gender fluid or androgynous, but I don't care mm-hmm. because I love the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show that much and I understand that this is a lane that's for these people mm-hmm. and we are meant to appreciate it. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are like that, okay? But what lane is this for? I, I'm going to be, I'm, we're going to keep it tea. <laughs> keep it's, tea. For, it's the skinny white lane. It's the white lane. It's the skinny, skinny white, white lane. Yep. And that's fine. That's a lane because guess what? When there is a lane that is not meant for us that mm-hmm. we cannot compete in, we go and create our own. However, I don't think the creation of our own invalidates the lane that was there originally. It just adds, like, if it just not, adds to it. If you all are not going to and add us to it, we're going to make our own. Exactly. Just like um, HBCUs. Exactly. Now, we're not allowed that doesn't to invalidate PWIs. Go to it, girl. You know, we attend to PWIs. Right. That doesn't mean we don't appreciate HBCUs. Yeah. And I say all that to say that I do think that I am saddened that the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is canceled by mm-hmm. because I liked it. I love yeah. watching it. I look forward to it every it was, year. It was, it was dramatic. It was dramatic. It was... I, under, I understand why, 
Uh, but I am, I am sad. Yeah. I'm not going to hop on the hate bandwagon of, oh, yeah, yeah well, I am sad. Yeah. I think that some of the comments that were made in terms of including trans women on the runway were inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a problem with trans women being included on the Victoria's Secret runway. I don't think that that's an issue, and I don't see why that they thought that was so you know, problematic, but I am still sad that the fashion show was canceled. I think it can coexist with mm-hmm. Fenty and with other collections. The Victoria's Secret fashion show is literally historic. I go yeah. back and watch old clips of Naomi and Tyra, Tyra and Banks all the time. Eating. And I'm sad that it's gone. Yeah. I mean, it was, they said it was because of declining sales and show ratings. Um, but I also think it was because people were tired of not seeing inclusiveness in it when they were eventually adding yeah. it but they weren't adding it girl Keeping i don't the watch Joneses. the Victoria's Secret fashion show <laughs> to see inclusivity girl i watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show to see those skinny white women say. i watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show to see the skinny white women running around covered in glitter and fairy wings girl <laughs> right. that's what i watch for to get my yes. life i want to see you walk I now, if i want you. inclusivity and realness i watch the Fenty show girl yeah she can be Rihanna you know, that. that's what yeah. i go but when i want my skinny white fantasy honey <laughs> i'm gonna go watch the Victoria's Secret fashion my show. starbucks yes and that's that. Yeah. I mean, the, the girls, they will come back eventually. Um, I When you brought up the thing about seeing a man on air, I think that would have been groundbreaking. It been and it wouldn't even have to be like a femme man or like it could have been that, but just like a man. And but how great, been... Like how great would a man look in wings? Like, it was because there's the angel wings. You could just give them like very masculine angle Absolutely. wings. But my thing about it was like the guy would probably have to be shirtless, like with pants. True. Because they don't have Fred for Victoria's Secret Underwear for men. True, true, they could true, make true. some, they could or they some. could do a collaboration exactly. with like it's some. Victoria's Secret, if you're listening, girl, to change. Come on, money. Okay. That could be a way to come back. It okay, cute. So then we're going to go into two of these. These ones actually are going to coexist, um, but this one is about Gabrielle Union um, leaving um, America's Got Talent. So she basically was leaving because Jay Leno um, was basically saying some remarks um, about. Let me let me pull up the information so I have basically the T when I'm talking about it. Um, she was actually offended by Jay Leno. Leno, Leno was making um, a lot of comments um, about. Wait, making sure I got the right stuff up. Oh, got it. Boom. So yeah, you know I got to come with my T. So I got to come with my T. So Jay Leno um, was making some jokes about a painting display um, in the hallway of Simon Cowell, the executive show's producer and judge, um, surrounded by um, his dogs. Jay Leno joked about that um, that his pets look like something that would that you would find on the menu at a Korean restaurant. You know, Gabrielle Union was not for that, so she reported that to human resources. Nothing happened after that. They just was like, "Oh, that man is joking." Things of that nature. Also, um, there has been a lot of conversation about her hairstyles being too black um, on the show, uh, and that was heard from the like the, the higher ups oh, saying wow. that the girl had she had ethnic hairstyles, which I didn't watch America's Got Talent, never have, never will, didn't even. Yeah, I didn't either. It's a flop for me. Process to watch that, but it just was like hearing about like how like Gabrielle Union, she's new to this, and she's like, she's all about like you know now she is because you know the girl in the beginning was yeah mean girl, but anyways, but um she like was sticking up for all these injustices and people were not really like here for it. So it just like really saddens me to like see that she's leaving. But I think it was good for her to leave Definitely. because if they were not. I don't know if they let her go or she walked away, um, but I think that just like you being in space and still people are not trying to be, you know, inclusive, yeah. especially her coming for a white man exactly. like Jay Leno, who's been in like this talk show True. life, is interesting. So, I mean, shout out to um, Gabrielle Union for us, like, you Absolutely. know, having her voice we love you, speaking Gabby. for that. And, you know, I love her now. Like, I do love her. I love her. Now, going into the next hot topic, these are two going to co- coexist. 
Um, there was a picture posted on <laughs> the Shade Room and then also a website on Instagram. I mean, an Instagram page called Fashion Bomb Daily. And it was basically a picture of um, LeBron. Wow. <laughs> Look at me. The girls do not know their sports. Okay, Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union. Um, the youngest son of Gabrielle, not Gabrielle, of Dwayne Wade, and the baby that you know Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade had together via surrogate. Um, and it was a picture, but people were specifically looking closely at the youngest son because lately he has been in the blogs about his femininity being like allowed or just being uh, accepted. And some people saying it's too much, saying that he shouldn't be like that. There was a picture, um, and basically the picture had like on a crop top, and his nails was done. And the blogs and the Instagram shit was on the fan. People were saying uh, all types of like disrespectful stuff, like "Oh, Gabrielle Union is um, not being his like mother figure, and she's being his friend. She's letting it slide. She's let, like, dude, letting this stuff be for clout. Like Dwayne Wade, you need to stop this madness." And it's just like, girl. And what I specifically was noticing it was from women that was saying that too. So, like, first of all, how did you feel about like this whole conversation, like with? Um, the Wades and their son being openly gay. And I'm thinking even going back to like EJ with um, Magic Johnson, like how we he's openly himself and people are like, ah. so how do you feel about that whole post? I feel like, like I said, I think being yourself and self-expression are very important. Mm-hmm. I think that if at that age, you or I were mm-hmm. given more freedom or liberty to be ourselves, yes. self-expression, I think some... Childhood trauma could have been avoided. I think some insecurities could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. I think some growth and how long it took for that growth to happen mm-hmm. could have been avoided and it could have been sped up. I think that he is going to be so confident as a young adult. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is going to perce- proceed through his life and grow at such a faster rate yeah. than a lot of other young black queer men because we're told, no, that's too much. No, mm-hmm. a man is not supposed to do that. No. Um, and he's not. He's allowed that space to be himself. Now, right. I have some qualms with the shave room. Okay. Oh, we, yeah. The shave room is very... You know, because I think the shave room intentionally posts propaganda and things pertaining to LGBTQ, black LGBTQ, mm-hmm. to literally incite the homophobia that exists in the black community. So literally have these people come up into the comments and make all the jokes that they can mm-hmm. and say all the homophobic stuff that they can and have a good kiki online about black gay people. I mm-hmm. think that the, the shave room deliberately does that, which is very unfortunate. Um, they make money off of that. They make money off of that. The shade room. That's literally. the name of it all. The shade, shade, and shade comes from us. How gaggy is that? Shade, <laughs> shade is literally our term. But Let's get into it. When it goes back to um, the young man, Dwayne Wade's son, the only issue I have is that... How, you know how old the boy is? No. Okay. I would honestly say he's probably like 12. Okay. I feel like he's 11 or 12, yeah. too. And regardless of self-expression, I don't think that it's super appropriate for any child that age mm-hmm. to be wearing crop tops mm-hmm. and having long nails. You know, mm-hmm. my niece is 14, right. a freshman in college, and I don't like her having long nails. Right. Okay, so you, I, yeah. it's for the masses. Yes. It's not because just for my being thing gay. is that like when you give okay. kids too much freedom too young, they start to get to feeling themselves yeah. too much. And they lose focus on what they're supposed to be focused on. Okay. And young kids are supposed to be focused on two things. Supposed to be focused on school mm-hmm. and focused on um, you know, like chores and keeping the house clean, <laughs> right. stuff like that. Of course, self-expression is important, but you know, I think at a certain age, that that young age, he's not even in high school yet. Mm-mm. And at the end of the day, I know very well that there are 
old nasty men mm -hmm. that would love to look at a picture or would love to look at some kind of media with a young child exposed. As gross as yeah. that is, that does exist, especially mm -hmm. in our community. Yep, that's, There's a lot of yeah. older men. That's really the real tea. If y'all want the real tea as to why Tumblr went down, girl, <laughs> Tumblr went down because it was posting child pornography. That's okay, the girl? That's the gag at all. So there, that, that does exist. And so when I saw the picture, I thought to myself, like, I don't know if this is as appropriate, regardless of the gender, for a child to be exposed in this way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wore my first crop top when I was like 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, and so I, that's my only thing with that. I think that he is definitely in a controlled environment where they can monitor and make sure yeah. that he's safe yeah. at all times. That's my only thing with it. I absolutely love him. I love EJ Johnson. I love that they're giving him the freedom to express himself. Because yeah. let's be honest, we've all wanted to go ahead and put a set of press ons at one point. <laughs> we all have, girl. The press, press, bitch, girl. I'm okay? going out right now. I so. my, you know what I'm saying? I'm going yeah. on vacation next month, and I might put me some press ons my damn self, mm -hmm. okay? Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And like I said, same thing with Alicia Keys and his. And, and, and listen, <laughs> okay. Same, I always okay? got to get nervous. I know what you're Same with. situation with Alicia Keys and her yes. son wanting to paint his nails. Here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, these boys that are so young, 10, 11, 12, wanting to paint their nails and wanting to have nails, does not mean that this young boy wants to be a woman. It does not yeah. mean that this boy... I think that's what they're afraid yeah, of. That's, what that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's that the fear, age. but that's not what it means. It doesn't no. mean that that young boy is going to lose his masculinity or be any less of a man. What it means is we're giving him a chance to explore so he can find out mm -hmm. how he wants to show himself, how he wants to show up in the world right. as an adult. Now, when you don't let kids do that, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. When you let kids do that, this is what happens. You have a 30, 40, 50-year-old man mm -hmm. who has suppressed his feelings and his self-expression and his gender identity for his entire life because his parents told him that was too girly. His parents mm -hmm. told him not to say that. And then he's married to a woman mm. with several children. Mm. And she catches him messing with a man when it's 20 years younger than, his, than he is. Mm -hmm. And so now you have a situation where there are people brought into this trauma. You have a wife brought into this. You have kids brought into this. Yeah. And then that is a whole cycle because that woman is the same woman that is in the bottom of the shade room comments hating on gay people because she has been scorned. She has, been, she has experienced a personal interaction yeah. with the gay lifestyle that is not good. Mm -mm. And so it's just like a circle. It keeps happening. And the way the circle is broken is by doing what Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are doing. Yeah. Because I, I definitely get that. I definitely, like, when I see it, I think I don't, I don't get too much, like, investing in, like, oh, my God, he's doing this at a young age. Yeah. Just because, like, I know that, like, generate, like, what is happening happens, like, what, so everybody, what, how, what is the conversation like? Um, it's, like, it's a, it's, they have access to, like, drag race and they have access to true. like That's the, so true, the yeah. lbgtq like q plus is more accepting than when we were in so like seeing they have access to see these things where like i've seen that there's young men that go to drag drag, drag con true. things of that nature i think like it's more boys, accessible yeah. for them and then they're able to like feel comfortable expressing that Gee. i think i i think my only pushback is i'm not a person that um Heartily now, if it goes to the point of like wanting to like take hormone blockers and things like that, as that's child, the only yeah. thing as a child. I think that we have to wait, wait on that because that's something that's formed. permanent, yeah. But like, you can do you can feel as comfortable. I think a lot of parents worry about the safety of their child Absolutely. in that space, but okay. I think, like you said, they're in a controlled environment. In a controlled environment. Um, it's not like me wearing a crop top in downtown yeah. or hometown city and people's ready to beat me up, mm -hmm. girl. And also, you yeah, know? they have access, he has like he has access to this, like. This wealth or this like Absolutely. security, like 
if you Same realize like, like EJ Johnson. Yeah. Let's give it up for the rich queens. The rich queens who can rich wear whatever queens. they want, girl. Because I wanna Because if it was us, girl, <laughs> we cannot do that. We'd be fighting for our lives. We'd be fighting for okay. our lives. It's, it just like it shows you how things like it's happening younger and younger. And we have to either support and protect or be on the opposite side, which is a, is a bad thing. Support and protect or hate and neglect, girl. Yes. Pick your side. Ooh, I like that. Period. Support and protect or hate and neglect. Okay. Right, we need to figure that we out. We figure I, it out. Listen, I, say I, support, um, I support it all. I'm, I have no problem with it. If Now, if somebody is like trying to threaten him or if there's some other stuff down, then that's questionable, but like, I, I support it. So. I support it, too. All right, so we are done with our hot topics. We are going to take a quick break. <laughs> So we are back into our segment of Keeping It Real. And today with my lovely co-host for this episode, we are going to go into this conversation of finding our own aesthetic, finding what makes us you and unique and things of that nature. And the reason I like wanted to have this conversation is with you, Anthony, you have you have a, uh, well, I don't want to, first of all, tell us a little bit about you first before I give all this information. So I am a 22-year-old uh, fashion blogger mm. and YouTuber as well as internet personality. Come on. Um, in the real world, you know, I am degreed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a college graduate with a Bachelor of Science in Marketing and a minor in English and Professional Writing. Mm-hmm. And I have a passion for communication and self-expression. So my motto is live to express, not impress. Mm. And I believe that we are all individually very different and unique. Mm. And by being ourselves, we make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And I have fought to be myself. I'm mm-hmm. still fighting to be myself. Same. And so, and I'm not giving up anytime soon. Yeah. And so I think that it's taken me a while to uh, gain the traction that's necessary for me to elevate to the next step of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think in part it's taken me a while because of distractions, mm-hmm. because of procrastination and laziness, and also because of the fact that I'm not willing to just do any and everything to get attention. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to do any and everything to get people to read my blog or people to watch my YouTube channel. Right. I think that there are a lot of things I could have done and said and certain pictures I could have posted years ago that would have gotten me uh, the traction, the traction that, that, that some others have received. But um, I, I just there's some things I just don't want to do. Right. So um, that's who I am. I have a passion for fashion and, and dress. Uh, I am a heavy thrifter. And, <laughs> Come on. Okay. I like long walks to Chipotle. Yes, long walks to Chipotle. Period. I'm heavy no. thrifter and I believe in, you know, repurposing garments and turning things that are old into things that are new. Mm-hmm. And you should follow me on Instagram at Tone Classic because you're going to get your motherfucking life, girl. No, yeah. I mean, the reason I wanted you on the show, I didn't want to get to your introductions because, like, you're in the space of figuring out what your aesthetic, I think you're starting to solidify what your aesthetic is and niche is and also what makes you you and specifically with your, what you post on Instagram, what you, what you post on your blog, what you post on your YouTube channel. <clears throat> and I'm in the same boat as well, figuring out what my niche is. And I think I'm starting to align to what it is, but I think a lot of people, when they create, um, try to create content, I think the first thing that people have a hard time with is figuring out what makes them stand out from everybody else. Because I'm um, sometimes it's okay to be like other, not others, but like it's okay to like have something that's similar. Like, you know how Rihanna has makeup and you know, yeah. we have Alta and all, I mean like all these makeup things, but like Rihanna has something that's similar, like it makes her slightly hurt. Exactly. Um, it's like, you know, figuring out what can make you stand out in a world that everybody is always trying to, you know, exactly. be the best yeah. or things of that nature. And I think I wanted to have this conversation with you because you're on this journey of figuring out what you 
you're still on this journey of figuring out what you want and your content, also who you are as a person, and I am as well. So how did you actually get into like YouTubing and um, blogging? Because the girls don't know. The girls don't know. <laughs> um, two very different stories. So with YouTube, I got into it because I was in high school. I actually started YouTube in 2012. And oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's when I very first started, and I've gone through and privated a lot of those old popped videos. Mm -hmm. But I started because I used to watch Malibu Dollface. Mm, yes, Malibu Dollface, and there are a few other YouTubers that Malibu kinda, was the shit. Yeah, there are a few others that led me. You know, I was so me. mad. Sorry, I was so mad when they stopped her love and hip hop reviews. Her, his, yeah, pronouns. I think he he's he's okay with the okay. Before, yeah, his um. His love and hip hop reviews, like love and hip hop, was like cut that shit. Yeah, I used to live for him. Literally, I used to live for them too. But he was yeah. everything. But um, he was one of the people that really, you know, led me to start YouTube. I used to watch his videos all the time, and I loved him because he was actually also the first person that exposed me to what androgyny was. Growing mm. up, I used to get told very often, "Oh, you're so pretty," or "Are you a, are you a girl or a boy?" People would ask me, and I would get offended. But he was the person to explain what that was. He looked androgynous. He yes. does look like a boy or girl sometimes, yeah. depending on how you you know praise himself. Presents himself, yeah. And I do, I do too. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, you know, I was like, okay, let's do it, let's go. And originally, when I first started YouTube, I didn't. That was back when YouTube wasn't like a money thing. No, yeah. That was back when it wasn't a thing that equaled like monetary mm -hmm. gain. And so I started just because I wanted to share my story, like other yeah. people were sharing theirs. I started because when I used to watch him, he used to make me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he used to make me feel safe watching him. And so I wanted people to feel that. And yeah. my first videos that are up, that, that are still up now, are my coming out stories. Mm -hmm. And I never take them down. I look very different now. Mm -hmm. My life is very different now, but I never Girl, take them down true, because yeah. um, that was the start. That was the mm -hmm. beginning. And I want to have something to compare to. With my blog, I started because I had a girl that I went to university with who used to always tell me to start a fashion blog mm -hmm. when I was a freshman. She's like, you should start a fashion blog. Right. She's like, you dress so nice. Like, you should start a fashion blog. You, you, you should just do it. And so um, that girl actually became a country singer and assigned to a record label. Come on, country yeah, singer. She's like, doing Shout out to doors. Emily, girl. Emily's out there getting them coins. <laughs> but um, one year in school, I had to create a website mm -hmm. that met some sort of uh, exigence. Or solved a problem. Yeah. And a lot of people were revamping their LinkedIn's. A lot of people were doing business pages. And I created a fashion blog. And when when my professor asked me, what problem is, does a fashion blog serve? Like, what problem does a fashion blog... Girl, it helps. Was trying to, she was really trying to read me, girl. I was like, <laughs> I was like girl, if you want to open the library, Miss Thing, we can do that. The girl. library is you, open. The library is open. Do you have your library card, girl? Because if Turn you want to go there, you can go there. You know, she had a nasty suburban white mom vibe. And she was really... <laughs> She's trying to come for the girl, but no tea, no shade. She's like, what problem does that solve? Mm. And my fashion blog solves the problem of the superficial mindset that exists within the fashion realm. The like here today and gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The all this is visual and nothing is deeper, mm -hmm. you know, which a lot of the fashion industry is that way. But my blog solves that problem because not only am I giving you the fashion and showing you what I'm wearing and how I'm wearing it and putting it together, but I pair it with a blog post or an article about something that I'm going through. And I write about what I'm going through in a way that I feel is relatable to other people mm -hmm. because I felt like a lot of the fashion blogs I went to go read before I started mine were just about the clothes. It was mm. nothing else. It was it was about like making it like human. Yeah. It was, just like about it was about making it human. And it was yeah. about showing people that no matter how great you think I may look on Instagram or how mm -hmm. nice you think my clothes may look, I have problems. Mm -hmm. I deal with bullshit every single day. We all do. And I'm going to write about it because chances are you probably are dealing with the same thing. 
or you will okay. at some point. And you're helping somebody. Yeah. Little do you know, everything that we put out is helping somebody, even if we don't know who's watching Period. or listening or reading. Okay. They're helping somebody. They're helping somebody. So mm-hmm. that's why I created both of them in essence, because I want to show people I'm dealing with this and I want you to be able to come and refer to this post or watch this video if you at some point in time mm-hmm. are dealing with the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I think that a lot of us, we when we create our content, we, we go in with these intentions. We do. We also have people that's not like really getting what we're doing mm-hmm. and finding our niche. Yeah. But I think we... I think in the beginning when we create our craft, we some we go through the space of like, is anybody listening? Is anybody watching? Exactly. Because we, I think I went through this, and you could probably agree. Is I went through a space because I had a YouTube channel, and with the podcast, like I didn't want to create content, and it wasn't getting traction. Mm-hmm. Like I'm putting all this work into something, but, and, and it's not getting the recognition I, I want. Would, yeah. So, what is like one of the hardest things you faced about making your content shoot? Um, I think one of the hardest thing I faced on making my content is as it grows, more people start to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest because I have no reason to be, lie. Let's get comfortable. But there are certain people in my environment who I would rather not see my videos. And I would mm. rather not read my blog Ooh, yes. because they could never understand. Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather keep them in the box that they've been in just for the comfort of them and myself. Mm. But as they grow... That's, they that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's real. It's real. There's certain people that you do not want to yeah, see it. Because they can never understand. Mm. There's people that love you mm-hmm. and love loved every and love everything about you, but you might not want them to listen to your podcast and the things that are discussed because they can never really get it. Mm. And rather than pretend and, and, and act like they're happy for you, they might even go as far as to say something... Uh, that could send you into a pool of self-doubt mm-hmm. and that can make you wonder, why am I even doing my podcast? They yeah. could say something that could set you backwards right. because they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I find that the more I go with my YouTube, um, I can't filter who sees everything. Mm. I can't filter who listens and who reads everything. And so I have to be comfortable with certain people seeing a video that I may post, seeing a makeup tutorial, reading my blog and saying, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? This is not. This is not cute. This is, you should be doing that. I, I have to be open and have to be ready to deal with that and to have those discussions with people um, and to defend my to defend what I'm doing. Yeah. I have to be ready to defend my shit. Like Erica Badu says, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Mm-hmm. I have to be ready to put that sensitivity aside and fight for my content. Yeah, be consistent. Um, and, that, and that's the harder thing. I think another difficult thing is... Um, like I mentioned earlier, reading these comments from people that are like, oh my gosh, just keep going. I'm sure you hit this with your podcast. Mm-hmm. Keep going. This is going to pop. Keep yeah. going. People are going to find it. But and all know, these people keep saying this and it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh, that feels kind of crappy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going. It's yeah. like you're going to keep going. Yeah. But sometimes I do think like, how, how can all these people keep saying this and see this? Mm-hmm. But it hasn't happened yet. Like, what do I have to do? You know? Like, do I have to post a booty pic? Don't <laughs> like, I'm going to make up yeah, my booty like, yeah, like, like, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily know um, but I never want to settle for mediocrity to get the attention. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing what I'm saying, what I've been doing. Right. Um, and another thing I think is difficult, mm-hmm. and you might find this to be true for you too, is right. that a majority of my support, not all of my support, I want y'all to know that because if I have friends listening, I want you to know I appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah. But a majority of, of the hardcore support comes from people that I do not know. Yeah. People that have never met me. They stumble across your content. They stumble across my stuff and yeah. they're like, wow, we like this. Mm-hmm. And they're sharing it and sending it. And I'm like, you owe no allegiance to me. You yeah. owe nothing to me to to share this and to yeah. encourage me to this, which means you genuinely yeah. must appreciate it. I mean, I think that also has a thing right there too. I have nothing. I have no allegiance to you, so like, if I can watch it 
and not feel like I have to. Exactly. You know, with your friends. Yes. Uh, excuse me. Your friends feel like the pressure that they have to or like the things of that nature, like you're a lead, like you're a lion, so you have to support me. Absolutely. I think with this person, like I don't have to support this person. I genuinely want to I genuinely organically. Want to. And that um, makes a very huge difference. Yeah. Those yeah. are the problems I deal with. And yeah. I think they're, they're touch and go, but I, I hope and pray that I get to a point where all this pays off mm-hmm. and where the same people who had a lot to say and had a lot of critical um, opinions about what I was doing um, can really see it come full circle right. and can have a moment where they say, yeah. okay, this is why he was doing mm-hmm. it. This is how this is helping people. This is the importance of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to have to eat their words. I don't want anybody, I don't want to throw anything in anybody's face. I just want people to really understand why. Mm-hmm. Why I'm being myself. Right. Despite the comments I may receive. Why I'm being myself despite being called a fag. Mm-hmm. Why I'm being myself despite... I, I want them to see why it matters. Because just in the same way I used to watch Malibu Dolphase sitting in his grandmother's living room on the floor by that couch making those videos. Mm-hmm. And I get to see him now living in his luxury yeah. apartment in LA. Yeah. You know, getting paid for making wigs. Yeah. That's inspired me. Mm-hmm. And I want I want my beginning and end to look very similar. And mm-hmm. I want my beginning and end to be publicized right. on YouTube, on my blog, so that people can go back and see how popped mm-hmm. I used to be and how great I became. And right. I want someone else to be inspired to do the same shit. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not. And that's I wanted to talk about like so we're talking about like not seeing if we have like the traction or getting the love that we want. Is it that our mindset is not like looking at it or is it, or is our mindset different? Like for example, we've hit, we've hit um, specific feats or specific goals that nobody sure. has ever done. But I think we're not acknowledged. We're not, we're oblivious to it. So for example, you hitting 2010, 2010 followers, yeah. that's a feat, you know, right? That yeah. is some shit right there. They're like, that only somebody that's consistent can do. Even though that yeah. sounds like a a, a, a small feat, mm-hmm. that's something that nobody that has zero followers or has a hundred is yeah, doing. Sure. So I'm I'm always curious about: is it the mindset that we have, or even if that, do we have a mark or a goal where we know we've made it? That's another thing as well. Like you know, with Malibu, Very and do you do you think that they probably have sat down and been okay? Once I get this partnership with. Um, Barbie, I made it. Or once I get this, like, do you have like a specific goal or a specific like space where you feel like you finally made, made it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm figuring to be transparent. I'm figuring that out for myself. Yeah. I don't have that yet. I'm my mindset. I'm like maybe I'll get to like be talk, do live shows or something. Mm-hmm. That's like a goal of mine. But like, do like I don't know. Like realistically, I've never actually thought about that before. I think that. Um, in terms of my blog... And that wasn't one of the questions. That yeah. was just me, you were talking. In terms of my blog, I would love if um, my writing was posted in like a column or a magazine. Mm. I, I would love that. I think for me, that would be the, the qualifying factor of I've made it. Or mm. if you know a group of people were reading my blog consistently and saying to myself, this actually made a change in my entire life mm-hmm. and I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. That would also make a difference. Mm-hmm. For YouTube, I think the marker for me or the I've made it would be getting to a point where I YouTube has opened other doors Mm -hmm. for me and also getting to a point where I don't have to do YouTube Mm, like where it becomes a more of a luxury for me to make videos and where it becomes a thing where I'm making videos 
more so for the fun of it. Yeah. Because at these beginning stages with YouTube and with your podcast, yes, we have fun doing it. Yeah. But we do it because we have to, because the work has to be put in right now. Mm -hmm. It's work. Yeah. It's not fun. It's work. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the bigger YouTubers and bigger podcasters that I see, it's fun. Mm -hmm. They're genuinely just having fun. It becomes a job. Not yeah. a job. No, yeah, yeah, it doesn't become a job. Like you know what I'm saying? You you get paid to do what you absolutely love to do. Mm -hmm. Now we don't get paid anything. Mm. Um, and we're doing what we love to do because we love it, but because we want to reach a point where we can't get paid mm -hmm. to love it. And yeah. so when I get to a point where I could like be using this as like a way to support myself mm -hmm. um, financially, yeah, I would very, I would feel very, very accomplished yeah. with myself. I want like me, I want mine to be something that's lucrative. Mm. I want it to be able to make my my hobby like my career. Absolutely, I want that. Like I want there to also be constant feedback. I want people to be feeling like they can tell me that, oh, I love this about the show, or can I be a guest, or can we have this conversation? Like, I want to have that, and I think that's a goal of mine. Once I start to get this specific traction of people like actually engaging with the podcast, Absolutely. it won't feel like it's work because I'm putting out content that I know the people are, that are listening want mm -hmm. it, and I'm wanting it as well and because well. my whole intention is to create a space for Black, black exactly. boys. So I, I appreciate that. I love that's that. that's dope. So do you do you? We're at this space now, since you've had all these, like, you've been doing podcasting consistent. I'm sorry, you've been YouTubing and you've been um, working on this blog. And first of all, shout out to your, the memes that you make. Can we get into that? Yeah. Like, let's, we haven't talked, you didn't bring up that, no, but like, you are, and you said that. you was an Instagram and you said you was an influencer. Okay, but girl, like, we have not talked about, like, yeah. the content. The reason also I wanted to have this is like, you put out videos on Twitter. Shout out to Twitter because those are your like loyal friends, the fans. You put out these videos that are specifically you and specifically your personality, and like those that motherfucking shit right there has got like a lot of like a lot of attention, a lot of attention. And you have not talked about that yet. No, I have not. Why is that? Okay, so the thing with that is that um, it's so funny because I make a lot of videos and just say them my camera roll, mm -hmm. or I make a video and send it to my friends. So we can like laugh mm -hmm. and at my stupidity. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always been told you should make you should make more funny videos being yourself and post them on Twitter, and post them on Instagram. You should just make them and post them on Twitter. And I never do because I feel self conscious sometimes mm. because I feel like ah oh, people are gonna think this is too much or people are gonna think I'm I'm I'm, I'm weird right. or I I just make up stuff in my head to be self conscious about. You're your so, worst cheerleader. Yeah, that's why I don't ever post them. And so the first every video I posted, which was about my haircut. Mm -hmm. Um, was I had literally just got my hair cut, went to the Goodwill, came out the Goodwill, sitting in my car, and I was just feeling myself. Mm -hmm. And I just set my camera on my dashboard and was just recording myself being stupid. And then a few days went by and I chopped up the video and I was like, I'm just going to post it on Twitter. I didn't even have, like, I, I never post videos thinking like this is going to blow up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it did. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, I don't think nobody other. thinks yeah. that. Yeah. You think about you, it. I don't think when nobody. you make videos, I don't think they think of it as the extreme exactly it's like the overnight sensation and viral. it's crazy yeah i have a friend and there's another video i posted where i don't even i'm not even saying anything i'm just walking in the mm. video mm. i have on a shirt like a little crop top shirt and some leather pants and i'm just walking <laughs> granted a bitch looks good <laughs> oh i know I was, what you're talking yes, about i was, I was talking about. that was like while i was in miami and i was black as hell i yeah. was super tan yeah. had my lip gloss face was beat mm -hmm. and i'm just walking yeah to a song and that video got like over like twenty thousand retweets and over like eighty thousand yeah. likes on Twitter. Yeah. Um, just because of how I looked. Yeah. Let it not let alone me even say anything. Mm -hmm. That's the video that was in my camera roll for months. Mm -hmm. 
was never going to be posted was posted because I was having one of those moments like all black girls on Facebook <laughs> yeah. have it. I miss Miami. Take me back. Okay. <laughs> right. And I posted it. Right. And so I think it's just for me, it's just a matter of like, I got to stop getting in my own head. Mm-hmm. I got to stop being worse than me. I got to stop being mm-hmm. lazy. And I have to realize that there are people who, when they see these little videos of me, it genuinely makes their day. Yeah. It makes them smile. It mm-hmm. makes them laugh. Yeah. And that's ultimately what I love to do. You know, I love to make a bitch laugh. Okay? Mean, bitch, that's what we do. Like, that's we what love we do. That. We yeah. love that. So, yeah. Um, it's something that I I'm, I want to do more of. Yeah. Um, I just have to be in the mood. I yeah. think, Because I never want to just fake it for yeah. you know the happiness you see in my videos. That's real in that moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, yeah. the bitch don't feel happy. That's what happens sometimes when it becomes a job. Mm-hmm. Like you're not being able to casually put these things out anymore. You have to put it out at a accelerated rate. Like I listened to Kaylin Allen on one of the podcasts. Shout out to RTJ Speaks. He has a, a podcast called RTJ Experience, and he had a conversation with um, um, Kaylin about wanting more. And he was talking about like he wasn't as involved in making like he wasn't involved in like putting content out on his Instagram. He was just used to putting it out when he wanted it. But now since he has this this fame or this attraction for working with the Ellen Show, he feels like he has to like do that and yeah. put more stuff out, and it doesn't feel real. genuine and real. So you saying that, I'm like, damn, like some people. We want that. We want the success, but we don't want the like immediate like the hung. The like exactly. give me more, give me more, give me more, because then it starts to like that contaminates it. It, it makes it, it, it makes not it real. not valuable. And that's why I don't know if you noticed, but I haven't posted one of those little yeah, videos on occasion in a while yeah. because because of that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just don't be feeling feeling it. And um, I will admit, I'm in a space right now where I don't necessarily have a lot of people around to help with my content, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know. That when you have people around who are doing similar things or who are at least willing to help with your content, it makes a very big difference. Very much. Um, and so right yes. now I'm in a space where I don't really have that. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do more things, how more different things independently by myself, mm-hmm. which can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but mm. I do want to continue making those videos. I, I am going to make more of them. Um, but, you know. It's yeah. just a thing where I, I'm trying to figure it out in a way where it's still real and organic. And because I've seen I've seen people comment on some of my videos and say, "Oh, he's he, he's he's really hyped up for the camera," or he's he's trying to be like Ricky Thompson. Trash. Yeah, they say stuff like that, and I'm like, now imagine if I actually was being fake. Yeah. They everybody would be able to read through it. Yeah. I'm being real, and, being real. and you still have a few bad apples in the bunch that think this is not real. But, so imagine yeah. if I was faking it and I was, mm-hmm. you know, getting on here with a facade. People would be able to read through it, you know, anyway. So uh-huh. that's not my intention. That's not yeah. what I want to do. I think also like going to the aesthetic is like you made something that was you, you, you didn't. To me, when I look at your content, when I look at people's content, I'm always looking at stuff like, okay. Can I get this from somebody else? Can I get this from somebody else? Because I hate when things are recycled. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look at what you post, I don't see like a Ricky, a Ricky Thompson doing this. I don't see a Jay Versace doing this. I don't see like Zachary Campbell. Like I don't see none of that. So like when people say that, I'm like, girl, you're hating. You're trying to stop my bag because you want to be in that. You don't want me to be successful because exactly. I'm going to achieve that. And I don't see it. And I think we get into this mindset. I think also reading comments is good and bad because sometimes we... I don't think we've built up a strong enough wall for us to block out the negative shit. We say that yeah, we have we to be transparent. That. I feel like we say we have, like we have this thing about us, but we've been talking about it. And like we still have flaws. We still have insecurities. Okay. So we're still working on building this wall up, and we're trying to be content creators for people. And we're still like you know letting slightly some of those little fucking get nets get to us. And I think we're still working on that. And I think that's something that's human. And I think that's perfect. And we're still we, we need people in our corner to help us with that Absolutely. um that are 
like we need like immediate like support like family and friends exactly. and my next question is do you feel like and you talked about it a little bit but do you feel like you have support in your craft finally or you're working on that I feel like my friends support me. Mm-hmm. You know, you support me. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends, Johnny and Jericho, support me. Uh, I have some good friends I went to high school with, Shalise Taylor. I have I have a lot of friends that do support me, and they'll post my video on their story um, or retweet something if I post it on Twitter without having me having asked them to. Um, when it comes to family support, my older brother supports me. Mm-hmm. I don't really ask for support outside of him mm-hmm. because that's another conversation. It's right another there. conversation, but my older brother supports me heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like literally my biggest fan, and he, my brother watches my YouTube videos. He has the notifications on. If I go two weeks without posting a video, where you I'm, at? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a call from yeah. him. Like, bitch, uh, what's going on with the content? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I love that for him. I mean, I love that for me. I love that he supports me in that way. Um, but in terms of support, like from the day to day, like if I'm yeah. like, Hey, I need, I want to shoot a cooking video. I need mm-hmm. help. Will you come record? No. Mm. Um, in terms of, Hey, I want to make a blog post. I need you to take pictures of me in this outfit. Mm-hmm. No. People see that as you just want to take a picture mm-hmm. or you just want to, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. understanding that it's, this is much deeper than me taking a picture mm-hmm. because this is something I'm trying to build. Yeah, It's not like me just taking a picture just to look cute to take a picture. It's not just that simple. Yeah. And people have a tendency to think that way. So I get in the realm, I get in this position where I don't even ask right. because I'm already assuming you're going to say no, you're not going to be able to help mm. me. And it's hard. I cannot take my own pictures for my own blog. In my own outfit, yeah. it's, it's, I, I can't. I literally can't do support. it. I need support. I need support. And I'm in a position where I don't really have a lot of support. And when you, I recently, mm-hmm. you said, when you say support, you mean more as far as like helping with the creation, absolutely of your content, not not posting it, but it's the creation. It's of the work. creation. Okay, got it. I just want to clarify that yeah. too because I don't want people to think that you're saying that like you know you said me and you said um, um, your friends yeah. support you. But it's more so of like creating that, exactly. that thing. Creating. Okay, cool. Got it. Um, recently, I had tried to locate and reach out to other YouTubers in my area. And we talked about that. And other bloggers in my area. Because I think that iron sharpens iron, steel mm-hmm. sharpens steel. And it makes a difference being around other people who are yep. doing the same thing. Yep. But I found that people are okay until... People are okay with rooting for you and cheering for you until you actually start doing good. Mm-hmm. And when they so when you start doing slightly, when you start doing quote unquote slightly, better, quote unquote better than them. Which in my eyes, it could never be better because I'm not even comparing. Mm-hmm. We're I'm not, not comparing. Even, I'm not even comparing. No competition. But people do. Yeah. And um, but competition competition makes people go harder. That's exactly. why too. But I'm not comp- competing with you, but you compete with me. Yeah, and that's exactly. like, you know. <laughs> okay. And so you have situations where like. You know, people only want to hang around you for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. People don't mm-hmm. hang around you because they're feeling salty. Yes. They're feeling upset. You have situations where people are like, Debbie, let me come get on your podcast. I'm doing a podcast too. Yeah. But your podcast is consecutive. Yeah. And you have months of work to prove it. Ooh. Your podcast has yes. been one episode was posted in January. Yes. They haven't posted one one since. Yes. And they want to come on your podcast yes. that you worked for yes. and that you've gained listeners for. Mm-hmm. Under the guise of we're both podcasters, yeah. when in reality, no bitch. You want to get, you want to get that. You want to use off my stuff yeah. at the work that I've been doing. Yeah. I've had, I've had people do that, and and mind you, I ain't shit yet. Okay, I'll have two thousand subscribers, but I have people who have like 200, 400, Like, hey, let me come get on your channel. We yeah. need to make a video together, and it's like, girl, 
That's not fair. Mm -hmm. If you want to support me, support me. But the reality is that I've been putting in work to get this mm -hmm. 2K, and you have done absolutely nothing. Okay, so, that's the difference. That, yeah, I get that. Because I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, well, if somebody hasn't done one in a year, I need to know your action plans. I would do it with you, but like, I don't need you to just be like, I'm just, let me hop onto your show and let me feed off of that. And take all of that exactly. instead of like let's let's and make this a, a collaborative of, thing instead of like me coming onto your show. There's a lot of people and that do me that. taking all that. I, I, that. I have a friend who has Destiny has like probably sixty or seventy k subscribers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Destiny has not once asked me to be in one of her videos or asked me to co to collaborate with her on YouTube, and I don't expect her to. Mm -hmm. Okay, what she has done is giving me tools to grow mm -hmm. my channel. What she yeah. has done is give me advice. To make my content better, mm -hmm. I don't expect her to post me on her shit and just have me blow up that way. Right. Because I don't, I, I reap nothing from that. Right. I not put the work in. Mm -hmm. She put the work in to gather subscribers. So how can I expect her a friend or not? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not. It's, there's no hater. There's nothing involved there. It's just a matter of like you. You have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when it comes to supporting people, it's like I'm gonna support you, but only so I can get something out of you. Yeah. And. I yeah. don't like that, which is like why I said why I've been in the space mm -hmm. of like limbo and why content maybe hasn't been getting posted as much because I'm trying to figure out my strategy yeah. to be able to do these things myself. It needs to be organic. And I think that's the thing that we forget is the the way to make our content authentic in ourselves is when we make it organic and natural. It can't be something that's scripted. It can't be something that's too, especially for us because we are people... And a lot of people that can relate, we're people that do things on the whim, and our shit that's on the whim is funnier than our shit that's scripted. Absolutely. Because we are just naturally funny, instead of us like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. Like, it's not that. So I think for us, we have to not be rushed in our creative process. It's just when that shit drop, that shit drop. That shit drop. But I think we're in a space where like we have to compete with so many things, because we keep seeing when people post consistently, or when they get this amount of traction, then they... They are they over here with these exactly. partners and they have all these endorsements and they have these events that they're at. They're guests and it's like, damn, when when can I be that scripted queen? Literally. <laughs> when can I be that? When can I be that scripted queen? But it's not that. And it's I think we're, 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 yeah, that's a thing. I, I mean, I think about the support thing and I, I have no problem supporting people, but I have to know that your intentions no are not exactly. to use what to I use have. Me. Like if you want to genuinely get this, because I have, mm. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get real shady. Great. But yeah, I have like people that have been interested in podcasting, but don't know the fundamentals of it. And I'll talk and to you about want that. me to be guests. Do your own research first yeah. before you come to me asking me for help. I'm not giving you Because topics. there's things that you could do by yourself yeah. that will help you. Yeah. If you come to me with no prior knowledge, mm. and if you come to me with having... Yeah. It reminds me of like, you remember when we were in college and people who were in fraternities and sororities used to get pissed if someone would come to them asking all these questions that yeah. they could have found out on their own yeah. first. And then you come to someone who knows mm -hmm. more with previous knowledge, and yeah. then you inquire and ask about the podcast. Mm -hmm. But girl, you heard my podcast one time, thought it was cute, thought, <laughs> thought it was cute, and gonna come to me and say, I want to I do a podcast, girl. Um, hey, what do I do? What do you yeah. record on? What app? I'm not going to tell you what app I use. <laughs> I, I, I will tell. I'll tell the app, but I won't give them like what I do. I'll just give you the app. Well, my thing is, I mean, Listen, I, yeah. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people yeah. out there who only want to do something because they see you doing True. it. True. No. I will agree with that. I will have no interest. Have I not will. done one Google Girl, you search. You don't know what this looks like. Haven't done one Google search. Yeah. Haven't looked up one thing on the internet. You do your research. You do. You, you have to you do. Have to do because you're going to know the difference between somebody that's interested in it and somebody that's just bandwagoning. Exactly. You definitely can see that because your content is choppy. You don't know what you're talking about. It looks very recycled. You like we're getting into it, y'all, on the we're show. We forget it. that this mic is and right it's here. No, no shade because, like I said, 
there are people who have put in the work, mm-hmm. who I see are doing their things. And girl, those people come to ask me, and I'm gonna retweet every mother everything they ask me to. Mm. I'm gonna repost everything they ask me you know to because I see they here. hungry and they want it. Yeah. And there's people vice versa do the same thing for me. Yeah. But I'm not just written. No, nobody's giving out free handouts mm-hmm. because I sure as hell am not getting one. Nobody gave me one. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so, well, this question it will be okay. Anyways, I'm gonna ask you this and just give one thing. What can you tell other content creators who are wanting to be creators but don't know how to make it? Advice. What would you tell? What, what is one thing? You probably just said eighteen thousand things. But like, yeah. what is one thing to wrap it up? I feel like. One thing I can say is be confident in your abilities. Mm-hmm. Be confident in your skills. Yes. Okay. Um, do not second guess yourself mm. too much. Uh, be confident in what you have to offer. Be confident in what you're going to post. And understand that growth is necessary and real. Your first post, it might not be the bomb. Woo, child, it trash. might not pop off. Right. People might not like it. Okay. But you have to keep, 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 keep going. That's mm-hmm. just that's just the way it works. True. Like your first Picasso's first painting, you know, I could be wrong. His very first painting that he ever did in his entire career probably was not giving Picasso in the museum like it's giving him. Right. It probably was not. <laughs> but, he kept, but he kept going. Right. Okay. Yeah. So be confident. Mm-hmm. Be confident and be sure of yourself. Yeah. That's the most important thing because second guessing. Overthinking is is no one's friend. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, and do not compare yourself. Do not compare do not yourself. Compare my mother always to, says, compare, okay? Comparison is the thief of all joy. You know, my mm-hmm. mom always says to me, if you spend too much of your time looking at someone else's plate, your food is going to get cold. Yeah, girl. Ooh! Girl, I'm looking at what you eating, bitch. Okay. My whole plate is my froze. My whole plate is froze. <laughs> Nasty. Nasty okay? plate. So, you know, you have to... Be confident in what you have to offer and do not compare yourself. That's what I would share. Mm. I would say um, that if you are going to content creation, um, the title of the show or this is like, be you. Be true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Make the content something that you would enjoy making and not something that you feel like will make money. Mm-hmm. Because once you are yourself, that's what will make money. Absolutely. Um, I don't think I went in. I didn't go into making podcasts, I mean, to create a podcast or whatever for money because I knew yes, that this wasn't the space. Exactly. But I did it because I wanted That's to That's what the girls went to college for. Boom! Period. Safe zone. I mean, not safe, but I wanted this to eventually be a space. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm, eventually I wanted to make money, but right now I know that the grit, the work that it puts that it's needed is, it's, it's just going to be there. So I think mm-hmm. just to be authentically you and know what you want to put out. Don't go into something not knowing what you want to do. Because oftentimes your shit's going to be delayed and delayed and delayed because you have not thought about the process. Absolutely. Know what you want to put out and stick to that shit. And also, be open to feedback. Period. Feedback is great if it's the right feedback. Period. All right. So what can we look forward to you in the future? Um, or do you have any upcoming projects in regards to the, your blog, um, YouTube? Because, bitch, YouTube is... You, you YouTube it. One video... That you used to, that you did, I think was like that blew up. It was your the locks, yeah, the locks blow. one, and then you made the jeans. Uh-huh. I remember those too. Yes. I don't know. I just I just those remember that thing. Up. I was like, I th- are those private? The locks video is still up. Okay. Yeah, the locks video is still up. Okay. But in terms of upcoming content and things coming from me, um, I am planning to uh, 
start selling some of the pieces that I thrift. Okay. Because um, I get a lot of inquiries about where did I buy this and where did I get this. And the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes it's a one of one. Mm. You cannot go and buy it from somewhere because I got it from a vintage store. I found it. Already got it. And so um, I cannot absolutely wear everything. I cannot carry every bag. Mm -hmm. I cannot wear every hat. And I think fashion is to be shared. And so I am going to start selling things off of through my Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's how it's going to start. And it could segue into something different mm -hmm. later on. But definitely want to look out for that. If you like clothes, if you like fashion, if you like the things that I wear. And um, on YouTube, I'm about to really start coming hard with more, um, more. I think, just lifestyle, your yeah. content, more like talks, yeah. more like organic things. I just, I've seen that's what you're doing now, too. Yeah. Like you're starting to have these conversations with people. Absolutely. And I want I want people to come to my channel and I want us to feel like girl talk. I want us to feel like, yeah. hey, sis, grab your drink, sit down, and let's just talk about this mm -hmm. because it needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that eventually, and it's for some videos, I will still be practicing all of the production and the glitz and clam and making sure my makeup and face is beating everything. <laughs> but um, for the most part, I do want it to be chill and relaxed. Yeah. I want you to feel like you're watching and you're sitting with your friend. Yes. That's what I wanted to feel mm -hmm. like. So that's dope. I'm excited. I'm excited for the content that you put out. I, I support. I don't watch probably all the videos, but I watch them when I see them. Yes. So I, I fucks with that. Thank you. And now we're going to we're, we're done with the keeping a real segment, but we have you on the show, so I want to play a little game with you. Yes, absolutely. And the we always do this. It, a lot of people in the gay community do it, but this game is called What's She Given? So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna give you some clues in the frame of what she given, and you have to guess who that person is. Okay. So I'm, I can be like, she's giving, um, oh shit, I'm think I can't even think of that. She's giving more than a woman. Who is the person? Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is just an example. I know that something. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> more than a woman. <laughs> It's not Tony Braxton. Oh my gosh. Wait, 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 wait. More than a woman, more than a lover. Who is that? Do you want to give me that name? Is it Beyonce? No. no. Aaliyah. Damn. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. And you're going to have to figure out who the person is. Okay? Okay. Are you ready, girl? Because you just failed the example. I did. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Sorry. She's giving VP at 15 with a hint of millennial diva and talk show host looks. Kiki Palmer. Yes! Ding, ding, ding. Ding. Okay, this one might be harder. She's giving, I'm not from the States, but I will get you through with your boo. With the tease of Song of the Year at the Grammys. Uh, what's her name? LMI. Yes, boot up, boot up. Boot up, boot up. Next one. She's giving, I don't take showers, but I love bath looks. Girl. With a bit of a love singing, but not for strangers. And I love playing games. Miss Jeez. Summer. <laughs> Social Anxiety Walker. Yes, Miss Social Anxiety Walker. Okay. Okay. She's giving, I make music for people who may trip and fall, but play it off with breakdancing vibes. She is giving, even though I just moved, I still need people vibes. She is giving, I had y'all all loving butter teas. Ari, Ari Lennox. Yes, Ari Lennox. Um, and the last one. She's giving, leave your girl because she's lame vibes. She's giving, I wear one hairstyle, but I may have heat damage. She's, she's giving, giving blackface. <laughs> I get I make bops that pop. She's giving I love black men. Yes. Um she's Ariana Grande. Yes! She is Ariana <laughs> okay. Grande. Well, thank you for coming to She's Giving. Oh, what thank is she you. giving? Absolutely. You have one um 
the opportunity to be with me. Okay. <laughs> so thank you so much. That's all you get. So we are done with, first of all, thank you for being a guest on the show. No, this you. was really fun. We have not had like a s- opportunity to create content together, right. which I really appreciate that. Um, so thank you for being a part of the show um, and things of that nature. So this is where we have our closing, where we shout out our YouTubes and our Instagrams and our social medias for whatever you want people to follow. I'm going to start off, of course. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at... <laughs> Okay. Underscore Lord Every. It's pronounced Lord Every, but it's Lord Devery. Underscore L O R D E V E R Y on Twitter and Instagram. And <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. They are all Tone Classic, T O N E C L A S I C. And um, yeah, subscribe to my channel, girl. Mm. And then we also leave, um, also, you can follow the podcast. We do this every time. You follow podcasts on Instagram and Twitter at that Black Boy Joy. You can um, email us if you want to write in. If you want to be in the guest of the show, please let us know. Please make sure you are. Well, yeah. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can write us at that Black Boy Joy Podcast at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter. And we always leave off with affirmations. Um, so I'm going to go back to the original affirmation that I said, and you can add to this. Is um, when I used to write this, when I used to do this show, I used to say, be so in love with who you are. Um, and never be often imitated. You often imitate it, never duplicate it. So just be who you are. And if you have an affirmation, it could be something very simple. You can add that to the show. Um, my affirmation is for everyone to stop wearing lashes that look like mustaches. Um, I see a lot of lashes that look like Steve Harvey's lip. And I feel like it's an eye infection waiting to happen. Signing off. Thank you. And we are out. Thank you all for listening to the show. So this week, we are going to be diving into topics of finding our own aesthetic and making what makes us unique and so much more. We're also going to get more into the conversation of our friendship and things of that nature. But of course, we always have to start off with our Black Boy Joy Spotlight. So on Instagram, do you... Oh, so I have a spotlight and it's this guy by the name of Jovel uh, Roasting. Have you heard of him on heard of Instagram? So he has a website, but he is basically like a person that has, like he's into fashion. He has like this brand where he um, is like connected with, I'm to show you, where he's, the, he's um, connected with different type of like, um, wow, like men's clothing lines, like ASOS. He does like lookbooks on Instagram. Um, and he's all about like, having this brand and this blog and just like building himself in this space of like grooming and uh, positivity. So I just like really like fuck with that and things of that nature. And it's just really dope seeing another black man. I'd wear it. All the boots, all the things I would would wear. Yeah. So, hold on, let me go. Jarell kind of fine. Yes. It's crazy. Y'all just grew up. I am shooting my podcast, mama. (laughs)